State of the Industry podcast. This episode is brought to you by KP Movement Education, your source for health and movement education and coaching. Whether you are a health or fitness professional, a fitness consumer, or perhaps a passive bystander, KP believes that everyone deserves the right to pain-free movement. That's why their memberships and services are designed to educate, empower, and inspire you to create a culture of movement for yourself and those around you. With two membership options, you'll find education surrounding developing at-home training programs for yourself or for others, mental health and exercise, lifestyle medicine, and much, much more. Check it out at kineticperformance.ca backslash memberships. That's kineticperformance.ca backslash memberships. Welcome back to the State of the Industry podcast. I am your host, Adam Youngsma. This week, I am flying solo, doing a bit of a recap, call it hindsight 2020, for the year that was, that is now over, thank goodness, and really looking at some of the lessons that we can learn that we can utilize to build a better 2021 and beyond, specifically within the fitness industry. Now, leading up to 2020, Myself, like many others, create a, a list of things that you would like to accomplish. Now, mine is primarily business, not as much personal, but for you, it may be both. And so I had these goals, these things that I wanted to accomplish within my business for 2020. And at the beginning, it started off just like any other year. I was well on track to achieving the goals that I'd set out, and then boom, pandemic. Boom. Everything closed. Disruption to all of the education that I provide, to the gyms and the trainers that I was working with, to the clients that I was seeing regularly. And everything got twist turned upside down. And this created a unmistakable and a lasting disruption to the fitness industry. And it's not just personal. It's not just what I've got going on and how I see what I'm doing. It's for anybody, anybody who I've talked to from personal trainers and strength and conditioning coaches to clients to big box managers like gym owners, studio owners, and educators. This is something that is really shown what the fitness industry may or may not have been lacking over the years and where we may have as an industry gotten very comfortable with the way things are and weren't looking to, as you do in, in perhaps other business, about how you're going to, if this happens, what am I going to do? So worst case scenario being this, and I don't think any of us really saw a pandemic hitting and that being worst case scenario, but I do believe that we did a disservice to ourselves and our clients for really not preparing ourselves 
from a uh, services standpoint or creating a contingency plan for our clients in this situ in this situation, right? We're like, oh, well, we create these at-home workout programs for clients, you know, for a week that they're on vacation or if they're not able to come in one week or I'm away or something like that. But when it comes to, you know, what the past nine months of, you know, lockdowns in many areas, gym closures, lost jobs, I, I really think that we can learn a lot from this. And, you know, before the, the year started, there were memes talking about, you know, 2020 vision and having a clear picture of what you wanted to do. And then I saw another meme the other day stating that 2020 has won, right? 2021. And I think that is, while very funny and humorous, is a bit of a defeatist attitude. And I've never been one to get brought down by these types of situations. I use pretty much anything, any negative situation as a learning experience to improve me either personally, professionally, or both. And I think we can utilize what has occurred this year, specifically surrounding the fitness industry and the pandemic, to help us create a better industry moving forward. Now, I want to tell you a bit of a story because where I want to start is that I don't believe, as some other uh, individuals, leaders in the fitness industry have stated, that the fitness industry, specifically the use of big box gyms has changed drastically or the role that personal trainers are going to play is going to change drastically. Now, while there are going to be changes and I'll get to those, I think that this next story really speaks to how much people need the in-person training experience. So right after the pandemic started, probably about a week and a half in, um, I was teaching at a college here in Toronto and a student emailed me voicing how much disruption the pandemic, the shutdown specifically of the gyms at the college where I was teaching was causing to their mental health and how it's then affecting the education that they're receiving. And they brought up a very, very good point in that the fitness industry in and of itself isn't just a place where we look for improvements in physical health or creating an aesthetically appealing body shape or body composition for Insta photos. That's not, that's not all that it's used for. A lot of people actually go to the gym reach out to personal trainers, do group classes for the ability to build and create connection and interpersonal relationships. We as human beings have this innate need for this. And no amount of a pandemic shutdowns or anything else or any other thing that any leader in the fitness industry says is going to change that innate need. No amount of online training is going to provide you with that connection and those interpersonal relationships. Anybody who's been on Zoom long enough over this pandemic will tell you that. It is not the same as being 
face-to-face. It is just not. It's also really bad for your eyes. And so I think that this is actually a positive for us looking forward in that gyms won't go away. They may change in how they organize themselves and the business models that they provide. And it may change with regards to, you know, how often you're able to go, right? Like, I I don't know what that's going to look like. I'm not a, a gym owner, but I don't run a big box gym. But I see that there is still a need for in-person training because of the mental health benefits that in-person training provides. So I think that is a big positive that you can take from anything that's gone on within this pandemic with regards to mental health and the fitness industry. Now, the other thing that we've seen as well is before this pandemic hit, whenever I talked with a manager or an owner of a fitness facility or a studio, you always had them talk about the need for personal trainers in order to increase revenue and really stay on as personal trainers and create a career out of it. It was to diversify and increase the number of services that they provided. And they were always talking about in-person services because they wanted to keep a lot of it in-house. So you're told, okay, well, go get a massage certificate or, or go and become a fascial stretch therapist or learn how to run group classes or group training or something like that and expand the services you're able to provide to service more people in less amount of time or be able to charge more per hour for the services that you do provide versus sometimes just one-on-one personal training. And while this seemed great when everything was open and there were no issues with regards to lockdowns or there was no limit to the number of people in a fitness facility, it doesn't really bode well when you look at shutdowns like this. So many personal trainers have lost their job, have lost revenue, clients, and we need to look at how can we better diversify out of the in-person space as well, not leave it entirely, still understanding, as I mentioned in my last point, the importance of in-person training for the client, but better utilizing the time and some of the other technologies that we have in order to better service those who maybe cannot reach us or who we cannot be in front of at one point in time or another. And so we see that expanding out to this online training space, either creating education, creating training platforms, running online personal training businesses is a big piece. And that will be a big piece moving forward, I hope, for any personal trainer who was a part of this, who saw what this pandemic, what the situation with closures and limited numbers being allowed in facilities has demonstrated to the fragility of their and lack of diversification of their kind of portfolio of their business model. Now, with this, we see that the introduction of technology 
will be a huge benefit to these people moving forward. And I'm not just talking about the ability to utilize a uh, you know better platform of Zoom or Google Meets or anything like that. While that's great for providing better in-person or sorry, virtual, uh, well, that's better for providing better virtual consultations and virtual assessments, that isn't going to make you better at tracking the client for seeing how even day-to-day changes in sleep or in nutrition or in um, heart rate variability are going to lead to better outcomes or worse outcomes in your client. And so wearable technology is going to start to play a really big role in that. Because if the client's not coming in to see you and you're not actively, oh, constantly asking them these questions, these wearable technologies are going to make it easier to see, okay, how was the person's sleep last night? Was it really restless? How many hours of deep sleep did they have? And you can then message because you say, hey, so I just looked at your stats from last night. It looks like you didn't sleep all that well. What's going on? So you can try to address the issues before they become bigger problems and they either lead to a lack of motivation or they lead to uh, detrimental levels of stress on the body. And you can start to monitor them and adjust training programs day to day and week to week as opposed to maybe monthly as you would regularly do. And so this is going to be very, very useful for us to better offer virtual services and provide the clients there with individualized tracking, individualized programming, and minutes-to-minute changes in that programming. Now, if you're like me, or your clients are like me, probably better, Once this pandemic hit and the gym started to shut down, one of the first things that you did was you went and purchased some fitness equipment. It could have been a few kettlebells, a few dumbbells, a bar, some plates, a squat rack, a couple benches, whatever it was. You probably went and purchased some, and as did many, many clients. Hence, whenever you went to go and look for some fitness equipment from any of the dealers, it was all always sold out. It was always back ordered. It was really, really hard because people are now building home gyms. So this is another big positive for those who are looking to progress or move towards online training in that you're now going to be able to create better programs for your clients because they're going to have more equipment at home to complete the training program with. So oftentimes with online training clients, they'll pay for a monthly membership to a gym and then you'll provide them with the program and they'll be able to go use the equipment there. But some clients actually don't go to gyms. They expect that you're going to give them a program based off of what they have at home or they have available to them. So now that we've gone out and we've seen this increase in clients going out and purchasing new equipment, we are going to be able to create better programs for our clients and they're going to be able to complete them with more ease without actually having to leave their own home. Now, with that, a 
small word of warning to those who are going to be training clients at home or either or maybe even training yourself at home one of the big issues with training clients at home or them training themselves is that there is a proximity issue in that because they don't actually have to leave their house and that nobody is there with them relying on them to come it is easier for them to put aside and say um yeah i'll do it later right like if you have something that's right there and you're like well i can do it now or i can procrastinate and do it later and specifically for those clients who are coming in who know they need it but that doesn't necessarily make them want to do it it's very difficult for them when training at home to really stay on top of that. So it's going to be a requirement of you as a personal trainer, as an allied health professional to actually actively reach out to clients to discuss this with them and maybe suggest that they go to a gym when they begin to open up to train again. Another issue that you often see in those who train at home isn't just the proximity, but it's also the issue of distraction. So because they're at home, there are a lot of other distractions that you have from other people in the house. Maybe it's children, maybe it's significant others. Perhaps it is TV or food or uh, one of a million different things they have on their to-do list. And so when they have all of those distractions in the place where they're supposed to train, it's really hard for them to get into the mindset of the training session. And so there's a lack of motivation from that because they feel as though that that time could be better spent doing something else, something more productive. And so this is also something that is going to have to be addressed as well in consultations when you're moving people to online training as well in that you're going to need to speak about the need to carve out and schedule specific times when you are going to train and not just think to yourself, I'm going to train at this time. And you, you shut your phone off, you shut out the rest of the world, you don't have kind of TVs or anything like that in the area, and you kind of close yourself off to the rest of the world, unless you're going to involve your family, which is also a benefit. And you're going to just simply work in that time on your physical health. And that's something that you're going to do. These three things, the mental health side of the fitness industry, the diversification of services to online training, as well as the use of technology, I think are going to be three big things that we're going to see moving forward in 2021 and beyond in this fitness industry. I really want to wish you the best. I do believe that the fitness industry is resilient. I believe that the fitness industry is going to thrive after the lockdowns. And I believe that as personal trainers, we will have a huge role to play continuing, whether it be in person or online, in our clients' lives and in their success in uh, health and fitness. State of the Industry Podcast. I'll be back.